It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with Locked On Wizards. Today, we have special guest, Mr. Howard Beck. Today, we are going to talk about who is, in the, who is the candidates for the Washington Wizards general manager job. Bradley Bill, if he chooses to ask out, what are his destinations? And Kyle Kuzma and Kristaps Porzingis, who stays, who goes, or do they both go or stay in D.C.? Next on Locked on Wizards. You are Locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today we have special guest, Mr. Howard Beck. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing outstanding, sir. I appreciate you coming on. So we're going to start. As you know, Tommy Shepard, he was, uh, they decided to part ways. They're, in, they're actually the only team in the NBA right now who are searching for a general manager. Now, popular names out there, obviously, Bob Myers from Golden State, but also a couple of names that are tied to the Washington Wizards community. Tim Connolly is one of them. So in your eyes, who, sh- who should be the principal candidates and who do you see likely taking the job? It's a really tough one to answer because this really goes back to ownership, right? What does Ted Leonsis want? Start there. Everything leads back to a pretty uh, basic premise. 
the as I understand it, and this has been kind of the understanding around the league for some time, Ted Leonsis uh, is against rebuilding in, in stripping down in any kind of way that would put them in the lottery uh, for multiple years. He doesn't want to risk the empty building um, or what he fears could be an empty building. And uh, along those same lines, um, he has never wanted to part with Bradley Beal. So Beal keeps getting max extensions and now, and now one with a no trade clause. Um, and it, it really hamstrings whoever is sitting in that chair as GM. And so Tommy Shepard had limits on what he could do. Ernie Grunfeld had limits on what he could do. So before we get to names, it's it's more about what does the franchise want to do? What are they prepared to do at this moment in time? And will Ted Leonsis grant his next team president or GM the latitude to do what actually needs to be done, which is to reimagine this roster entirely because it's going nowhere. And that that is that should be clear to absolutely everyone. If you want to just keep treading water, making sure that you can sell a few more seats, sure, that's fine, I guess. But it's not getting you to the play-in or the playoffs. It's not putting you in contention in the Eastern Conference. They're on a road to nowhere right now, frankly. And they need to reckon with that first. So you know, we could ba- you know bandy names about, but it really doesn't matter unless that person is going to get the autonomy to actually do what needs to be done from a basketball perspective. And yes, that includes having the ability to, or at least the permission to test the market for Bradley Beal. And now that said, and we'll get to the Beal stuff, like, even getting that, um, that, that, that permission is not necessarily going to get you anywhere. Cause it's, it's not entirely clear to me that there's much of a market for Bradley Beal, given his contract and everything else. Again, we'll get to that later. So it, it starts with that because if we're talking about Bob Myers, who is a free agent, of course, or Masai Ujiri, who you know has has been tied to this franchise before, or Tim Connolly, who's got obvious ties to the franchise, and those are guys who you have to get out of their contracts. Masai and, and Tim Connolly. Those are also guys who have long track records, all three of them, including Bob Myers, of success, and have the I think the the uh, leverage and the gravitas to come in and say, "Listen, I'm 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 interested in your job if you really want me, but." Um, I got to have full autonomy. And if you don't grant it, I'm not interested. So the door is going to shut rather quickly, I think on the biggest names. And, and I'll, so real quick here, quick aside, I always say this about um, teams hiring GMs, especially when owners have done badly with their previous uh, uh, choices on this, or, or if if they've never like, like, it's pretty simple. First, try to steal one of the best in the league. <laughs> uh, see what it would take to pry loose Sam Presti or Masai Ujiri. Um, and like I say, Bob Myers' case, you don't even have to pry him loose. He's a, he's a free agent. Go for one of the, the, the top guys who's out there. And if they're not free, if they can't do it, if they're not interested, then ask them, who's the next you? Who do you recommend? Um, find, find somebody who's ready for that next step up, perhaps. But I think this is a teardown project. And so, again... Names aren't as important as what you want. If in, you know, I, I think they should they should find somebody who do a great job of tearing down and building back up. That may not be their priority. Leonsis may just decide he wants another caretaker type um, to just kind of, you know, steer this thing through the muck. Yeah, you bring up a lot of good points, and um, one I, I agree that whoever comes in, Ted Leonsis has to give him the rope and the leeway to really take charge in that position because you know if you look at Tommy Shepard I think I think the funniest thing about the Tommy Shepard situation was they actually 
asked a, a a company to go outside and look for a candidate, and he ended up hiring a guy that's in the building. So I think that's funny. But you know, Tommy Shepard, you know, I, I wasn't too surprised. I, I wanted him to succeed, obviously, but you know, he he was under under Grumford for so long, so he was pretty much his protege, and he picked up a lot of his bad habits. But I totally agree. You know, they got to give him a lot of leeway. The guy coming in because. I'm, I'm totally with you. If you look at this roster, especially the solid three, me, me and my, me and E, we call it the solid three instead of the big three. Um, <laughs> if you look at a record Girl. together, they're 16 and 19. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at it, you know, they were considering paying all three. And so you got to ask yourself, right? Are you really willing to dedicate an overwhelming majority of your cap to three guys who is proven that at their best can kind of, you know, maybe get the play in and and I've said it all year long. I said it in an off season. I said it during the season that, you know, in the beginning of the season, if your goal is not to win a championship, you've already failed. And when they made the goal, the plan, in my humble opinion, I think that's when they, it, they failed because your goal should be championship. And I think that, you know, for this franchise going forward, for them to get to contender status, it has to be a rebuild and it can't be through this, this solid three, because, you know, look, I mean, look at the cap situation. You know, Ted Leonson said he doesn't want to pay this luxury, but then you got Bradley Bill in the Supermax. You're considering bringing back Kyle Kuzma and Chris Opperzingas. You got Daniel Gaffner in extension. You still got the young guys, Kispert, Johnny Davis, Denny. Denny's in the contract year. He still got, I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, how you avoid the tax and still trying to bring back this core. So, you know, you bring up a lot of good points. So um, we're going to get into Bill real quick. Um, obviously, Bradley Bill, he made a lot of comments. And he's he's dealt with a lot this season, you know, injuries, um, under underperformance, bad body language, uh, issues off the court with flipping the hat off the fans' head, and subsequent lawsuit. So, if the d- franchise decides to go forward with a rebuild, and Bradley Bill decides he doesn't want to sit through a rebuild and ask out, what are your top three destinations you think he could fit into? Well, I mean, I would just say this first of all, um, they're in a rebuild, like, <laughs> like this. You like, unless you unless you are a perennial playoff team, like you're they were, they were 35 and 47, missed the play in. You're you're already one of the worst teams in the league. So like, if a rebuild simply means that they're they're um, changing out a lot of the pieces, okay. That I mean that's the technical part of the rebuild. But rebuild always implies that like um, you're you're going to plunge yourself into losing or what? They're already losing. Like and. I always say, like, I don't think there's much difference between being a, a 35 win team and a 25 win team. Like, I granted, it's 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 t- it's 10 more games that were more depressing than necessary. Uh, but 35 wins, 25 wins, 20 wins, you're a losing team regardless. If you're going to be bad, be bad enough to at least get good picks. Um, that's that's the pragmatic thing to do in this league. And look, some teams just don't want to do that. Uh, Leonsis is not the only one. Like the Pacers have always had a policy against. Uh, t- tanking and bottoming out and they've always tried to to tread water um, but the Pacers have done a really nice job over the years of you know you flip Paul George for Oladipo and Sabonis and then you flip Sabonis for Tyrese Halliburton like they've done a nice job um, drafting and making opportunistic moves on the fly Pacers are in better shape than the Wizards right now but they had the exact same record um, but but the you know but we know what the Pacers are going like we, we know what their trajectory is right like that's they're in good shape right now um, the Wizards the only thing separating them from a rebuild is the actual decision to, or, or the recognition that this roster has no future. And so start, you know, figuring out who stays and who goes. Um, Bradley Beal's market. 
Bradley Beal's market. Bradley Beal is making an, an insane amount of money for a guy who cannot stay healthy and for who isn't really a true number one. He's he's best as a number two, number three on, on a top team. And I think that's the way the league sees him. Um, he, you know, he would be really, he would be really coveted in the abstract. If you just said, would you like Bradley Beal on your roster? Most teams, and especially the contending teams would say, absolutely. The, the problem is there is a contract and it is huge and it has a no trade clause and he has health uh, issues and can't stay uh, on the court. Um, all that said, I kicked this around with a few people around the league uh, this week just to see, you know, where, where could we send him if, if like, where it would make sense for the sake of argument? Um, the Miami heat, like, you know, yes, they're, they're on the verge potentially as we speak of, of knocking out the bucks in the first round, but the heat have a, a hard limit on how far they can go with a team that just doesn't have enough offensive firepower. Bradley be able to be phenomenal there and his def defensive deficiencies could be offset by having, you know, Jimmy Butler and Bam out of bio next to him. Um, could they build a, a deal around Tyler Hero and whatever picks they have available? I'm not even sure what the Heat's pick situation is. Like, maybe. Um, but it's going to, like I said, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough to get to, to Bradley Beal's number. It's going to be tough to, to get quote-unquote value. But I don't think you're going to get real value for Bradley Beal because of the contract. So that makes it tough. But, I, like, I think Beal will be great with the Heat. I, I advocated years ago. I thought uh, a Bradley Beal-Ben Simmons swap would have been perfect for both teams back when the Sixers still had Ben Simmons. Um, the Sixers might lose James Harden. If all the, the rumors of him returning to Houston come to fruition, uh, the Sixers are going to need a new, uh, you know, tag team partner, pick and roll partner, a new, new guard to help set up and, and play off of Joel Embiid. Um, you know, I guess they could just turn that over to Tyrese Maxey if they think he's ready, but Bradley Beal, again, I don't know if it makes sense or if you can pull it off, Trade-wise, I'm not playing with the trade machine. Um, but I like the idea. I still like the idea of, a, of an Embiid-Beal um, combo. And then one that another uh, team executive suggested to me, um, and granted, we are having this conversation the morning after Trey Young just had this incredible performance to extend the Hawks. But of all the, you know, there, there's certainly plenty of discussion around the league about whether or not Atlanta will stay tied to Trey Young. Um, is there a Beal-Young <laughs> swap of sorts? Um, now that would require all kinds of other stuff because obviously the Wizards will be getting the younger star in Trey. Um, the Hawks will be taking on the massive contract of Beal, like trying to figure out all the other components and and who is giving up what, who 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 needs to incentivize the other team. Like again, these are just these are none of these are trade rumors. This is just bandying things around. Like what might make sense? And look, there's a bunch of teams like. Bradley Beal would be great for the Lakers or the Clippers, but neither of those teams can make a deal for him. They don't like the, all their trade uh, assets, all their draft picks are owned by other teams. So they're not really in position to, to pull that off. Um, is there a, is there a Warriors reset coming where they're, you know, where they're trying to figure out, you know, if, if they flame out uh, against the Kings, how do we extend the Steph Curry era, uh, Steph Curry era further? Um, you know, there's another one, but yeah, all of these are really difficult um, because of the need to match salaries in, in a trade and all the rules that go around that. Yeah, I agree that, you know, whoever comes in is going to have their hands full just dealing with the Bradley Bill contract situations. So I definitely agree. But, you know, that the Trey Young swap is something that, you know, has been floated around a little bit. And, you know, look, say what you want about Trey Young. I get it. Defensively, he's a major liability. 
But, I mean, Bill's not really that stopper on defense either. But, you know, he's younger. And as far as clutch, you know, he is very clutch when he needs to make those shots. And so before we move on, we're going to get into Kyle Kuzma and Christophe Bazingas and whether they have a future in D.C. or do they find greener pastures elsewhere. But before we move on, today's episode is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan's Most Electric Player of the Week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Now, Player of the Week to me is Russell Westbrook of the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, how do I compare him to the Nissan Aria? Well, he's electric, brilliantly fierce, fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful, eggly powerful, delivers on duality, a combination of fierceness and elegance, beautiful but strong, the perfect SUV crossover. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs a pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one electric vehicle, the all-new, the all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the electric vehicle for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanYosei.com. And today's episode is, is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifetime process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you to a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. And thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen today. Every day is Next week, we are going to do mailbag episodes, also get into free agency and getting ready for the draft. So definitely tune in. So getting back into it, um, as you know, Kyle Kuzma and Kristaps Zings are on player options. And there has been rumors and actually news that the Kristaps uh, Zings and the Wizards were, were talking about a potential extension with him declining his player option. Kyle Kuzma has been kind of cryptic about, you know, he likes D.C., but we all know that he has a life off off the court with fashion and he's always been linked to brighter lights, you know, New York and LA. So um, looking at Kyle Kuzma and Christoph Bazinga's contract situation, who do you see going? Who do you see staying? And the person who stays, do you see them being a building block? Well, so this goes back to both the, the topics that we kind of addressed earlier. Um, I mean, one, it goes back to Beal, because if you don't have Beal, and depending on who you've traded him for, if you just traded him for spare parts, you know, Kuzma and Porzingis are now complementary players to who exactly, right? You're not building around those two. Uh, Kyle Kuzma may think that you're building around him, but um, I, I, don't, I don't think most of the NBA considers it that way. Um, and it goes back to ownership, because if, if Ted Leonza still looks, if he looks at, at the, uh, what'd you call them, the solid three, Oh yes, sir. <laughs> the 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 eh, three, the okay three. Um, uh, you know, it, it, this this is going this this still goes back to what Ted Leonsis thinks of this roster and of and of of what their uh, trajectory should be. Um, I, I think any basketball person in this league would tell you they like Kyle Kuzma, but Kyle Kuzma certainly projects a, a self-image where he certain, seems to think like the, 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 the offense should revolve around him. That's uh, can be a little dangerous thing where uh, if, if you're um, you think your station is a little bit higher than it should be in this league. Um, but he's a talented player. He's really good. A lot of teams could really use him. 
um, including potentially some of the teams with cap room this summer. Um, Porzingis, a really unique quantity and, uh, and really has done a great job of getting back to a, a place health wise and, and mobility wise where he can be really impact games uh, with his, his shot blocking, his rim protection. Obviously he's got the three point shooting. Um, he's, you know, he's a, he's a really interesting, unique player, but he's not, you know, we've, we've seen now he's not going to be a, an all-star again, most likely in his career. He wasn't good enough to be a co-star to Luca. He's not good enough to anchor, um, some some piece of, of the Wizards offense like so these are two interesting complementary players who need a need to be complementing a bigger star for them to really be effective um, Kuzma's option is like 13 million or something so there's no question he's going to go to free agency and then it's like how much are the Wizards going to pay him just to bring him back to a team that can't get to 500 Porzingis has what like a 36 million dollar player option or something he's not opting out of that oh no so, um, so the Porzingis discussion is more about like, all right, once he opts in, is there a home for him? Can you, can you trade him on an expiring 36 million? I think I said, I think it's 36. Can you trade him on that? Yeah. You could probably find, you know, there, there, some team would take a flyer on him for uh, a one year deal. Um, even if it's a little higher than they would like to pay. Um, but again, what do the, what does wizards ownership actually want? What will they empower the new GM to do. And if the new GM is given free reign, I think I'm just guessing here, I would guess that they would try to keep Kuzma to at least protect the asset. Don't lose him for nothing. Try to sign him on a reasonable multi-year deal um, or put him in a sign and trade to another team. Uh, assume that Porzingis is going to pick up his option. As soon as he does start looking around and trying to figure out if there's a place you can send him. And yeah, all along from day one, I'm I'm trying to to find out if anybody around the league will give me value back for Bradley Beal. But again, that's just me. Ted Leonsis isn't hiring me to run his franchise. Yeah, I think what highlights this whole conversation we've had, man, is that most of the moves or potential moves this franchise needs to make or could make is tied into Bradley Beal's contract. And I think that if you look at a lot of the factors of why Tommy Shepard might have been let go, you know, obviously if you look at the trades he made previous this season um you know sending uh getting will barton and monte morris from denver you know and if you course you know kind of compare that to the needs we had as for this team which was what a three and d wing and a bench score you know because we traded our best bench score to la in rural hachimura and then we we're kind of you know i don't know why we're surprised why we didn't have or we had a lack of bench scoring but i mean if you look at that trade sending kcp to denver i think that was just i, I was not a favor of that trade because you just traded your one of your best defenders and best three-point shooters away for a guard who, in Monte Morris, is undersized, and defensively he's a liability. And, yeah, his shot was starting to drop, but still he's at best a six-man, and he was so in Denver for a long time. Um, and then looking at Will Barton, he is, you know, he proven in D.C. that he's, he didn't fit the system. He fell out of the rotation because he was so isolation-heavy. So, you know, it's just I think the writing's on the wall for this franchise, and I agree, but it's just I think that's the key here is, and that's why there's a lot of frustration in this fan base because you just pretty much hinged everything on one contract. The Bradley Bill contract is such a monstrosity on this franchise that you cannot really make, like you said, you can't make many moves because you've got to deal with that first. And then it's not like that's at the, you know, that's the responsibility of the GM. No, Bradley Bill ha holds all the cars. So, <laughs> so, you know, that's just the tragic thing about the Washington Wizards right now is that our entire present, a president and future is tied in to one contract 
and one guy who, like you said, and like we all know, is not a top-tier guy. And really, another question is, how many guys around the league have a no trade clause? I mean, this is, this, I mean, I don't, even, I believe Stephen Curry doesn't have a no trade clause. So they're rare. They're very, they're very, very rare. Very and they're rare. They're rare for a reason. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, and I was questioning that, you know, how he, they gave him that so quickly in, in yeah. contract negotiations was just abysmal. But um, before we roll on, we're going to get into West Sunset Jr. and what his future lies in the 202. But before we do, Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So next time you need the parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit. Or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on the eBay. Motors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need indeed. And, and it seems like eBay has more vision than <laughs> what we got going in DC right now about the right parts. But um, um, before we roll out, I got one more question for you. Um, it, it has to do with West Sunset Jr. Obviously, before the news of Tommy Shepard being let go, they reassured everybody <laughs> that uh, West Sunset Jr. was coming back for year three. Now, in your eyes, how short is his rope with this franchise and – what 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 needs to happen for him to be here long term? It's a great question. Um, I find it's very hard to evaluate, especially a young, you know, you know, essentially rookie head coach. I mean, he's two years in now, but you know, they they hired him to to his first NBA head coaching job, um, you know, two off seasons ago, and you know, back to back thirty five win years, um, with you know the shuffle of the roster that you and I have have discussed, and you know, with some 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 trades that haven't panned out, um, some you know lack of player availability, young players, draft picks that haven't worked out. Like I, I just don't, it, it's really hard to evaluate. I've heard some mixed reviews from, you know, scouts uh, who've watched the wizards a lot um, mixed reviews of, of Unsell. But I mean, I, I don't know if it's a fair prism to judge him through given the lack of high end talent and the, the, um, the lack of continuity that they've had. So, you know, look, the, the obvious thing here is, GMs usually want to put their stamp on a team. A new GM comes in. They're going to reevaluate anybody, everybody, everything. And, you know, if you're not the guy who hired the coach, and especially if the coach hasn't established himself as, you know, a keeper, then, you know, everything's on the table. And so, um, you know, the two years in, is it is it, you know, fair and, and totally unsurprising if a new GM comes in and decides to fire Wes Unsell Jr. and, and, and bring in somebody else? I mean, it wouldn't, wouldn't shock me in the, in the least. Um, but again, you know, if, if, if the franchise's main goal, this is going to sound like a broken record, but if their goal is just to keep, you know, keep treading down this path of, of, you know, just built in mediocrity, basically, um, 
then then the, the coach gets gets a little bit more latitude because you're saying like the, where there's no urgency to turn it around immediately. Let's see if, if, if Unseld grows into this more or if giving him some roster stability helps him uh, produce better results. Um, you know, are we going a, pa- a patient route or have we already just decided that, you know, it's time to blow everything up and they never blow everything up there. So uh, and, and if anything, that that's a franchise that, you know, whether you want to call it loyalty or complacency, they stick with people a long time. Um, so I suspect that that uh, until we'll get more time. But again, I, we'll, let's see what the new GM, um, how how they view this roster and, and this entire operation and what kind of latitude they get to make serious changes. I mean, I think the other thing, you know, that's like kind of the the broader concern here. I don't know if it's concerned. It's the context of where they are is really uh, an additional complicating factor meaning they were just outside the play-in so the first thing you do is well you're looking at like well do we have good enough players as is with with a a tweak here or there to really you know make a move i don't think they they are that close but even if they were you're having to leapfrog the pacers you're having to knock out uh one of those lower teams whether it's the bulls the raptors the heat the hawks Maybe the Nets sink further if they don't make major offseason moves. But who are you passing? And meanwhile, the, you know, right behind you are the Magic and the Pistons. Like the Pistons aren't right behind you. The Pistons are considerably behind you. But the Pistons, I think, are a team that's ready to start back up again. Um, they get Cade Cunningham back, another high pick, possibly the number one pick. The Pistons are going to be back in business, I guess, I, I would say, next season. And so there's just, it's very crowded in, in that area of the standings where you're trying to break through to at least make the play in. Um, and I don't even think that that's that great of a goal, like starting off the season with the goal of making the play in, you know, kind of alluding back to what you said earlier, you're like, you've kind of already lost. I'm not saying it's championship or bust. And I don't, I'm not sure that every team should go into a season saying championship because, you know, only a handful every year really have a shot, but your goal should at least be to be a top six team. One of the guaranteed playoff spots and I don't see that the Wizards have a, a ready path back there right now. So, you know, if that's the case, then you should sit back and say, well, everything's on the table. We're not getting there in the near future. We might as well plan this out over a two to three year span. And look, no, you, you can just see what the Oklahoma City Thunder have done, where that team made the play in just a couple of years after they started their rebuild. They've, like, they've barely been in a rebuild and they're already in great shape and well positioned to be a playoff team next season. Like you can do this quickly. You don't have to, you know, uh, commit yourself to a multi-year lottery um, and, 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 and be, you know, a, a Sixers style tanking team for, for years on end. You can turn it around quickly if you do it smart. Yeah, I completely agree. And like you said, the two best examples for me right now for small market teams who can rebuild and add that right piece at the right time you know, Cleveland with Donovan Mitchell and Sacramento with Demonis Sabonis or Sacramento and, you know, Cleveland, they they are the examples. So will the Washington Wizards follow suit? We shall see going into this offseason because it's sure to be a crazy one. So, again, man, hey, I definitely appreciate you coming on. Uh, uh, before we roll, do you have anything you want to plug real quick? Uh, no, not at the moment, but, uh, listeners, you can find me throughout the, uh, locked on pod network for the next couple of months through the playoffs. You can find uh, any of my written work at, uh, GQ sports or GQ.com. Um, and all of my, all of my written work, um, for the last about 15, 20 years from the New York times sports illustrated everywhere else is on my authory page, which is author with a Y on the end, uh, dot com backslash Howard Beck. 
Yes, sir. Well, again, appreciate your time today. And thank you guys for making Walk- Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is to- on Monday, we will be doing a mailbag episode. So definitely on Twitter and on YouTube, definitely give us your best questions. And again, thank you, sir, so much for your time today. And everybody, everybody have a blessed weekend and peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.